0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. dot com daily bonuses are waiting
2: no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law eighteen plus terms and conditions apply see website for details repent his folly see his weakness and admire our sufferance bid him therefore consider of his ransom which must proportion the losses we have borne the subjects we have lost the disgrace we have digested which in wait to re-answer his pettiness would bow under for our losses his exchequer is too poor, for the effusion of our blood, the muster of his kingdom too faint in number, and for our disgrace his own person kneeling at our feet, but a weak and worthless satisfaction. To this add defiance, and tell him, for conclusion, he hath betrayed his followers, whose condemnation is pronounced. So far my king and master, so much my office.
3: What is thy name? I know thy quality. Montjoy. Thou dost thy office fairly. Turn thee back, and tell thy king I do not seek him now, but could be willing to march on to Calais without impeachment. For to say the sooth, though tis no wisdom to confess so much unto an enemy of craft and vantage, my people are with sickness much enfeebled, my numbers lessened, and those few I have almost no better than so many French, who, when they were in health, I tell thee, Harold, I thought upon one pair of English legs did march three Frenchmen. Yet forgive me, God, that I do brag thus. This your heir of France hath blown that vice in me. I must repent. Go, therefore, tell thy master here I am. My ransom is this frail and worthless trunk, my army but a weak and sickly guard. Yet God before, tell him we will come on though France himself and such another neighbour stand in our way. There's for thy labour, Montjoy. Go bid thy master well advise himself. If we may pass, we will. If we be hindered, we shall your tawny ground with your red blood discolour. And so, Montjoy, fare you well. The sum of all our answer is but this. We would not seek a battle as we are, nor as we are we say we will not shun it. So tell your master.
2: I shall deliver so. Thanks to your highness. Exit. I hope they will not come upon us now.
3: We are in God's hands, brother, not in theirs. March to the bridge. It now draws toward night. Beyond the river we'll encamp ourselves, and on to-morrow bid them march away.
2: Exeunt. Scene 7. The French Camp near Agincourt. Enter the Constable of France, the Lord Ramburus, Orléans, Dauphin, with others.
4: Tut, I have the best armour of the world, would it were day.
1: You have an excellent armour, but let my horse have his due. It is the best horse of Europe. Will it never be morning?
0: My Lord of Orleans and my Lord High Constable, you talk of horse and armour?
1: You are as well provided of both as any prince in the world.
0: What a long night is this! I will not change my horse with any that treats but on four pastons. Ça, ha! He bounced from the earth, as if his entrails were hairs. Le cheval-volant, the pegasus, chez les narines de feu. When I bestride him, I saw I am a hawk. He trots the air. The earth sings when he touches it. The basest horn of his hoof is more musical than the pipe of Hermes.
1: He's of the color of the nutmeg.
0: And of the heat of the ginger. It is a beast for Perseus. He is pure air and fire, and the dull elements of earth and water never appear in him, but only in patient stillness while his rider mounts him. He is indeed a horse, and all other jades you may call beasts.
4: Indeed, my lord, it is a most absolute and excellent horse.
0: It is the Prince of palfreys. His neigh is like the bidding of a monarch, and his countenance enforces homage. No
1: more, cousin.
0: Nay the man hath no wit that cannot, from the rising of the lark to the lodging of the lamb, very deserved praise on my palfrey. It is a theme as fluent as the sea. Turn the sands into eloquent tongues, and my horse is argument for them all. 'Tis a subject for a sovereign to reason on, and for a sovereign's sovereign to ride on, and for the world, familiar to us, and unknown to lay apart their particular functions, and wonder at him i once writ a sonnet in his praise and began thus wonder of nature
1: i have heard a sonnet begin so to one's mistress
0: then did they imitate that which i composed to my courser for my horse is my mistress
1: your mistress bears well
0: me well which is the prescript praise and perfection of a good and particular mistress
4: nay for me thought yesterday your mistress shrewdly shook your back so
0: perhaps did yours
4: mine was not bridled
0: oh then belike she was old and gentle and you rode like a kern of ireland your french hose off and in your straight strusses
4: you have good judgment in horsemanship
0: be warned by me then they that ride so and ride not warily, fall into foul bugs. i had rather have my horse to my
4: mistress i had a sleeve have my mistress a jade
0: i tell thee constable my mistress wears his own hair
4: I could make as true a boast as that if I had a sow to my mistress.
0: Le chien est retourné à son propre vomissement et la truie lavée au bourbier. Thou makest use of anything.
4: Yet do I not use my horse for my mistress or any such proverb so little kin to the purpose.
0: My lord constable, the armour that I saw in your tent tonight, are those stars or suns upon it?
4: Stars, my lord
0: some of them will fall to-morrow i hope
4: and yet my sky shall not want
0: that may be for you bear a many superfluously and were more honour somewhere away
4: even as your horse bears your praises who would trot as well were some of your brags dismounted
0: would i were able to load him with his desert will it never be day i will trot to-morrow a mile and my way shall be paved with english faces
4: i will not say so for fear i should be faced out of my way but i would it were morning for i would fain be about the ears of the english
0: who will go to hazard with me for twenty prisoners
4: you must first go yourself to hazard ere you have them
0: tis midnight i'll go on myself
1: exit the Dauphin longs for morning he longs to eat the english i think he
4: will eat all he kills
1: by the white hand of my lady he's a gallant prince
4: swear by her foot that she may tread out the oath he is simply the most active gentleman of france doing his activity and he will still be doing he never did harm that i heard of nor will do none to-morrow he will keep that good name still i know him to be valiant i was told that by one that knows him better than you what's he Mary. He told me so himself, and he said he cared not who knew it.
1: He needs not.
4: It is no hidden virtue in him. By my faith, sir, but it is. Never anybody saw it but his lackey. Tis a hooded valour, and when it appears it will bait.
1: Ill will never said well.
4: I will cap that proverb with, There is flattery in friendship.
1: And I will take that up with,
4: Give the devil his due. Well placed. There stands your friend for the devil. Have at the very eye of that proverb with a
1: pox of the devil. You are the better at proverbs. By how much? A fool's bolt is soon shot. You have shot over. Tis not the first time you were overshot.
2: Enter a messenger. My lord high constable, the English lie within fifteen hundred paces of your tents.
4: Who hath measured the ground? The
2: lord grand pray.
4: A valiant and most expert gentleman. Would it were day. Alas, poor Harry of England, he longs not for the dawning as we do.
1: What a wretched and peevish fellow is this King of England, to mope with his fat brained followers so far out of his knowledge. If the English had any apprehension they would run away. That they lack, for if their heads had any intellectual armour, they could never wear such heavy headpieces
0: that island of england breeds very valiant
1: creatures their mastiffs are of unmatchable courage foolish curs that run winking into the mouth of a russian bear and have their heads crushed like rotten apples you may as well say that's a valiant flea that dare eat his breakfast on the lip of a lion
4: just just and the men do sympathize with the mastiffs in robustious and rough coming on leaving their wits with their wives and then give them great meals of beef and iron and steel. They will eat like wolves and fight like devils. Aye, but these English are shrewdly out of beef. Then shall we find to-morrow they have only stomachs to eat and none to fight. Now
1: is it time to arm. Come, shall we be about it? It is now two o'clock, but let me see. By ten, we shall have each a hundred Englishmen.
2: Exeunt. End of Act Three.